This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Orion, the DM. In today's episode, we tried to do the intro in session. It was a fun time. Uh, We'll probably never do it again. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Blake here, and I play the character Dwight, uh, and okay. I'm kind of a piece of shit, but you know, I'm just kind of getting along, just doing whatever I do to survive. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of finding my way along with these fuckers. Uh, you know, they're all right. You know, it's going to make money together, so, uh, you know, I'm just kind of sticking with them. All right, so are we doing introductions, or did Blake just, did Blake oh, just jump the gun? <laughs> Well, oh, he definitely is. jumped the gun, but I'm going to cut that and move it into position, and it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> so, we're starting the third episode of Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADHD and D, uh, an experimental and real play tabletop podcast that we are we are using D&D 5E to tell a story and kind of just mess around. Um, I'm calling it experimental because we will be making use of homebrewed subclasses and roles and just a lot of homebrewed shit that we're just going to basically try out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and we'll throw it away. It's also set in an original world and setting. Yes, it is a homebrewed world and a homebrewed setting and a homebrew. I mean, it's it's very much just. Pretty much normal thing. Cool. It'll pass. Yeah. If it if it works and it's cool, we'll we'll pass it through and we'll change some stuff as we go. And then uh, if each of you will we'll go in the order of initiative. So that leaves us with Theron. I don't need to do mine, right? I still want you to do yours. Oh, I've already <laughs> had to do this. <clears throat> I know, I'm going to make you do it again. I don't want to go first. I don't even remember what one I of said. The, one of the sessions shouldn't have rolled so well. <laughs> Just him and I, uh, I made him record an audio like intro for like three of his characters. Yeah, now I gotta do it again. <laughs> Theron's done. Hey, I'm Brett. Uh, I play Theron. He's a, a an elven rogue. <laughs> what will you do, mine? Because that sounds way cooler than I than I would have sounded. I like that. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. All right. uh, I'm Brett. I like to play D and D. No, that's All the right. one. You're done. This is here, the one. This is the one. Your southern accent. Bullshit. Ryan says, Howdy, y'all. I'm from the south. Y'all want some grits? All right. You want me to to do it? Yes, please. Ready? Okay. Uh, Hi, my name's Brett, and I will be playing Theron, the Elven Rogue. Done. Put a bow on it. Next up is Haskell. I'm Jackie. I play the hot one, Haskell, a tiefling rogue. Pronouns they them. Next up is Hey everybody, I'm Carson. I'm playing Gideon Morningstar, a human variant paladin who has taken the homebrew Oath of the Forge subclass. And then last but not least, I mean I'm gonna just cut I mean, Blake, if you want to do it again, you can, but I, I will just cut what you already did in there. I thought like <laughs> I did pretty good there with it. You, but, you uh, did really great. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot so more personality than cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can top that, but here it goes. So I'm Blake. I played Dwight, Hexblade Warlock, and, uh, you know, I'm a piece of shit. But, you know, I get along and uh, just kind of just kind of cruising through life and just having to find my way along with, with these band of adventurers. And, 
eh, seems like a good spot. Seems like, eh, seems like we can get along pretty well. So, eh, I'm here. All right. Um. Uh, so I, I'm kind of timeline wise. You guys defeated Bandar and came back to the city about two weeks ago. Um, unless we actually have a real big gap in record between recordings, I'm planning on the timeline in the world kind of being the same as our timeline. So it's it's been about two weeks since then. You guys kind of came back, hung out around the city. Uh, Dwight and Gideon went and repaired a tavern. Haskell and Theron found some pants and then also stopped a really dumb rebellion from happening, basically. Did we get gold from turning in that bounty for Bandor? Oh, yeah, I forgot to. I think you got I was trying to figure out how much compared to like, because I think it would be a little bit more than like the normal bounties. And most of the normal bounties are running at like 50 or less gold, basically. So I think you guys got about 150 gold apiece for that. Oh, good oh, for you. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good amount. I mean, you took out a general and the Commonwealth definitely <laughs> want it done. Watts fucking sitting high on the hog over here. Especially his mains are living. I mean, it would have seemed like a good, like a a fair a fair amount if you guys would have actually had to fight all of the soldiers. You should have been able, Thank should you, have Ian. had to fight. Instead, you only fought like four. Even though Dwight has all this gold, he's such a cheap piece of shit. He's not going. I think you gave he's us. I think else. you awarded us gold. Spend <laughs> the gold. I have a ton of gold on my sheet. That I've added since that mission. I know I took some. You took, and I was like keeping well, up. Some with of it, you guys I think, got. I thought you awarded us gold already. I hadn't added anything to mine, so I don't remember. Yeah, but you're a slacker. Dan, you were yeah, playing you got... go. You're playing poker yeah. or whatever cards at the table, and not play cards at the table. I'm pretty good then... about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I am not. I am definitely not going to keep up on the amount of gold you guys get here and there, Aaron, especially when Theron's playing card games yeah. left and okay. right. I'll, yeah, okay, you're right. I'm just going to add 150 um, gold. I mean, you got a good bit of value from from Tarber's uh, pants pockets because you yeah. looted his body yeah. and there was. Uh, yeah, I'm adding the 150. Some I'm good gold the in there. Yeah, and Haskell and I had split it 320 through my <laughs> shitty deal. <laughs> All right, so what's going yeah. on, Ryan? All right, so. One, I want to give a little bit of a back history of the Commonwealth, just so you guys are aware of some of the dynamics that I think as characters you would know anyways, because all of you, without any col collaborate collaboration, basically chose your characters to start in the Commonwealth. Um, but each Commonwealth city has two generals that govern it. One is known as the Rear Grand General, and they are the ones Wait. who was it guard the rear. They are the ones. Yeah, they 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 are basically governors of the city. They the rear grand general stays in the city, manages the militia and just governs the city in general. So that was like Gideon in loophole. He was the rear grand general in charge of the entire city. And then there's the forward grand general who is in control of the armies is out patrolling the territory that the city is connected with and like they they are in charge of the outlying areas of that city so bandar tarber was the rear grand general of yaraway so he stayed in the city and kept an eye on it its finances its militias 
all of that while uh, Grand General Cole is the forward Grand General and he is actually about a few weeks travel away from the city because the Commonwealth in Yarraway is kind of technically at war with some parts of Indowin, so he's actually out. But we know uh, where What's-His-Nuts' what's uh, office is. Is it like a manor or a barracks or... Yarraway is at war with Vinduin? I did not know that. Um, sections of it. Not, like, not fully declared war. It's more like the Commonwealth is slowly trying to push on things, and about, I would say, a few years ago, they actually tried to push into Durga. It got rebuffed, but... They are kind of like at a weird truce right now. Um, there is a keep in the northeast side of Yarraway that is the main uh, main government building, and that is where Bandar would have stayed. Uh, to contextualize this uh, from Gideon's perspective, at the very least, um, the Commonwealth is so it's not like an empire that is looking to dominate the world and bring them to heal. Uh, it's more like the Roman Empire expanding. Yes, um, you are expected to follow the statutes of the Commonwealth, but by and large, um, and the Commonwealth does try to provide the best support it can to the the places that they have captured, and people are allowed to worship whoever they worship, and um, you know keep living their lives much the same as they did. But of course, there it, are taxes and everything. It actually like sounds that. a lot like the Persian um, Empire. So it's not. It's not so much like this big evil enterprise, um, at least to Gideon's eyes, as it is. There can be corruption within, depending on who's in what place, because it's so large. Of course, and Gideon spent, you know, more than a couple of decades uh, within the the organization of the Commonwealth, so he has seen people who have tried to take advantage of the position that they're in and the power of the Commonwealth to their own ends. Um, but that is never the way he has functioned himself, even when he was the uh, the forward general Anytime he himself campaigned, uh, he always made sure his troops stayed behind and helped rebuild the cities uh, and, and territories that they took over. Um, he, he's always tried to uh, make sure things were left, if not better, than at least the same as, as when they, uh, you know, the, the campaigns were going on. Everything um, you do from a militaristic standpoint when you're in that position, basically, is and all it takes in that of rebuilding all that stuff of being the militaristic side of it. Yeah, uh, Gideon was located in Loophole, which is on the edge of the Hard Rock Mountains. And, Hard Rock Cafe? Uh, the Hard Rock Mountains. The capital city is known as Cafe. There, it's the main dwarven populace of at least northern Kelstar. And Lootpole is like the main city that connects the Dwarven populace to the Commonwealth. Humans are the main race. They consider Dwarvens to be mostly equal, but all other races are kind of lesser races. To be clear, Gideon does not hold that position. He has Dwarf in his ancestry. He is, yeah. um, he is certainly um, more... How does the Commonwealth view uh, elves? Apparently they don't like them. The Jazrael Covenant is borders almost the entire uh, Commonwealth, and the two of them have been at war fairly consistently over the last seven centuries. Are they like a religious sect, or kind of like a, a like a higher mentality? Like, I don't know. How Hi higher mentality. They think... It's uh, it's all very bureaucratic. Oh, I was, I was referring to the Commonwealth. I apologize. Yeah, 
I figured, but the Commonwealth is a very large section of Kelstar, and they have five main cities. But those cities are so spread out that like they govern themselves, and there is one main big government in Winchester. But it's sea; it's, it's across the sea, so there's a lot of like channel. You know, there's a lot of things that can go on just because they answer across a large channel. Like, yeah. How the Commonwealth works in Loot Pool is not the same as how it would work in Kellerman's Keep. And of course, Yaraway is across the ocean, and so they are very disconnected from the main government, which is why Bandar Tarbur thought he could get away with basically creating his own government here. So it's been about two weeks since you took care of Tarbur. Um, a message was sent to the, the forward Grand General uh, Cole. But it, it takes a few weeks for them to get the message there and for him to then come back to the city to possibly take over. And of course, the political machinations of the Commonwealth on the main continent, it's slow to move. So trying to find a replacement is, you know, he has lieutenants and there are lesser bureaucrats who have been kind of running it. But despite the fact that they don't have their grand general, the city is running fairly peaceful and like it's like they haven't noticed that Tarbur is just not there anymore. We're gonna open up with you guys are in the four sailors in a tavern. Haskell and Theron are sitting at a table, kind of just relaxing in the back. Blake, I mean, you can be with them or you could be at a separate table if you want to. And Gideon comes into the room. I'm coming in behind Gideon. Okay, so you come in with Gideon. You guys kind of reconciled your your fight. Can we, can, we, can, we do the, can we do the talk? Blake, I think we can better contextualize that, you and me, on our on our own. Yeah, I think since you guys are going to take on this little this text-based side quest, I think you could kind of do that on there, actually. I will say this. Uh, I know I know Gideon approached that conversation, and uh, he, he was being contrite. Uh, he was embarrassed by his impetuousness um, in, in taking a swing at you. While we're talking about these text side quests, I just want to say, me and Jackie also have very, yes. very interesting uh, text-based side quests. It wasn't that interesting. Um, Haskell's parts were interesting. Haskell's parts were great. Theron's parts were kind of eh. But that's um, the normal. The two of your characters' chemistry is excellent. For Thank from you. what I read, it's it's very fun. Yeah, they're finding lost pants and then getting secrets for the fucking <laughs> weaves of reality, and okay. we're just sitting over here. I just want to say, Theron referred to himself as Haskell's best friend. And they did not correct him. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's start this. It is now nine thirty eight. <laughs> oh, God. We got about 20 minutes. Oh, what a shock. Down. Hey, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm in I'm in bed in 22 minutes, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, OK, so Gideon and Bla or Gideon and Dwight walk into the main room of the bar. And Ovas is not there. Ina is. Um, she's generally there early morning, early afternoon, but then disappears evening time. So she's like the main morning person. And Theron and Haskell are sitting at a corner table I don't, discussing whatever they want to be discussing. You guys have noticed that Haskell, well, maybe you haven't noticed, but Haskell has not been around that much recently. They have been spending a good bit of time uh, elsewhere. Uh, that's not that's that's not my that's not my business um 
Gideon uh, would like to to approach the two of them where they're sitting. Uh, is it fairly sequestered? Uh, Gideon would like to have a you know a fairly private conversation with with the rest of the party. I would say it's it's like a corner booth. They're we're definitely sitting there. Drinking. They're not in the middle of a card game or anything right now. A, a wine for Theron and a rum for Haskell, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, every, whatever everybody's drinking, Gideon Gideon wants to order another of what everybody's drinking to the table. Drinking rum from a bottle that uh, the Force Sailors in a tavern does not serve. <laughs> so Kina is the one here serving? Yes, or, Ki- I'm sorry. Kina. Okay. Is that how we were saying it? Kina. Gideon approaches uh, Hus- Haskell and Theron and, and waves uh, Kina over to the group. And um, once she approaches, uh, he says... Um, Another bottle of uh, whatever Theron's having, and um, Haskell. I don't recall seeing that in in the uh, the inn, but whatever you would like from the inn, you're welcome to as well. Then he proffers a gold piece. I'll take two if he's paying. Gideon nods. Mm. Dwight, uh, anything for you? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll have one. Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, uh, Theron? You're. You... What was that? I didn't catch that either. I, I was asking if Dwight wanted to elaborate what he wanted, since he just said, I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it too. <laughs> he wants one of what everybody's having. I'll have a, I'll have a whiskey on the rocks with a splash of water. Double whiskey on the rock. Kind of nods all your orders and goes and takes care of the drinks. It seems likely that Theron's probably drinking from a bottle, so Gideon would have ordered a- another bottle of whatever Theron's drinking. He's actually going to pour it. Yeah, he's a pouring. Glass. He's pouring it into a glass, but has the bottle. Um. Also, when you come up, I, I like I assume Theron and Haskell are sitting across from each other. Theron's going to hop up and move around and sit beside Haskell and like gesture for y'all to join us. Uh, Gideon says, "So I find myself in a bit of a. This is a new position for me. I'm." free to make my own decisions and mm-hmm. well i see the opportunity to build here and help people and uh, we've always been free man gideon dwight that there's some truth to that perhaps but whenever you're part of an organization that large with so many people depending on you it can often seem like your your freedom of choice is is removed from you you're right. I can. I can never. I can never fathom being in that position. Well, but actually, um, um, while I'm Haas, here, we're, we we were actually bouncing around the idea of leaving. Right, Haskell? Is that where we landed? Leaving Yaraway. With a destination in mind. Well, uh, Haskell looks over at Aaron and takes a big gulp from the bottle. Um. Well, I think anywhere we we don't like Yaraway. It's not exactly safe for us here. Dwight leans in and is like, what makes you say that? Like, are we under the gun? Or are we being watched? Have you not been paying attention to how non-humans are treated here? Political corruption happens across the board here. I mean, you can go and pick any city across this border. It's going to happen to somebody. What? We're not talking about political corruption. We're talking about how non-humans are treated in Yahweh. It's like we're in the Commonwealth again. Now, you think it's going to change across anywhere else? It's worth a shot. Vinduin's supposed to be different. It's its claim to fame. Look, I speak from a, a position of privilege. Um, I, I have been welcome most places that I have gone, but it has not escaped me. 
how non-humans are treated here, and I can understand why you would be antsy to move on. Uh, if you would have me, I would travel with you. I am looking now to do good. Uh, my only request is that wherever possible, we do not interfere with the aims of the Commonwealth, mostly so that we don't bring unnecessary attention on ourselves. I know how the Commonwealth treats non-humans. That is not something that I, I personally uh, agree with. And Haskell, I would like to, and Theron too, I would like to tell you both that you are nothing but people to me, same as anyone else. You have shown me some indication of your moral fiber, and, and that is more important to me than, than your appearance. And so I, I, I would hope that you don't hold the opinions of the Commonwealth against me. I do have business that I would like to see to before I leave this city, but other than that, um, and, and it's business that can be handled pretty quickly, but or at least I hope so, but I do not have anything holding me here either. Pascal folds their arms and nods. So what, are we making all of our aims of going somewhere where we find ourselves comfortable? Yes, of course. What is our aim here? What are we looking to do? My aim is to help people. Um, exactly, and maybe sometimes when we're aiming to help people that the people aren't receptive, but eventually they can change their minds. It's not a, it's a hard road to hoe, but in these places where people don't accept us, accept you, anyone different, maybe through action we can make them change their minds. You're confident that, that yes, well uh, said, Dwight. That that something can be changed here. I will stay and I will help make that happen but i wasn't aware that you know i had anyone backing me up on that i just really don't give a shit i'm just chasing the money wherever the easiest money is i really don't give a shit just to be honest askel theron has something specifically happened to the two of you while you've been here that has like has has someone specifically made you feel uncomfortable for well your appearance and for one Ah, oh, yes, and he always makes himself scarce whenever he <laughs> sees me. That has not escaped my attention. Not, not when he sees us, though. Yeah. Yes, well. He got it out for Theron, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, Theron, uh, while we're here, um, oh, God. if, uh, I suspect if, if you stay, uh, yes, I know, this is probably anathema to you, but if, if you stay near me, I suspect Ando won't give you too much more trouble. Oh, Trading one for another. Honestly, just where? Where's the money at? Where's the money? Well, Gideon, you you had um something you. Yes, I'd just like to investigate more what Bandar was doing um before we leave. I'd I'd like to contextualize that because, as Dwight, uh, regrettably pointed out, um a, a couple of weeks ago, hmm. the Commonwealth, like any other organization, is not immune to temptation of corruption and if that is going to negatively impact the lives of the citizens of Yaraway then well I would I would like to see that addressed as well as I can or at the very least gain a better understanding of what it is he was doing here and who he was allied with I can get behind that I do love nothing more than killing politicians it is oh it's my favorite is that what we're doing I guess I suppose I should count myself fortunate as to not be a politician anymore um <laughs> Of course not, Gideon. You're a man of honor. I would never, I would never take that action towards you. Gideon offers Dwight a nod, uh, a grateful nod. Um, yes, uh, 
Theron and Haskell, Haskell, you you two seem to have the dream team seems to have a um, proficiency in sniffing out secrets. And frankly, I believe I could I could have use of those skills in my investigation. Yeah, what's the proficiency in sniffing out secrets. <laughs> um, Haskell raises their eyebrow, listening. Yes, what exactly do you want us to do? Well, I'm uh, as you may have heard while you were looting Bandar's tent, or perhaps not. Um, <laughs> I, I intend to go to Bandar's offices and, and find out what I can from his staff and from his records in his office. And, um, well, perhaps I won't see much of the two of you, and you can find more of what's going on behind this. get scenes. into his office, no problem. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know, Gideon, relevant with all four of us, I don't know that we can necessarily... Make it into the office. I suspect I won't have too much trouble getting into his offices, but no, no. You know, people um, people tend to hide the things that they don't want to be known in less obvious places. That's true, and I'm very good at finding those places, Gideon. I could be your right hand man of helping you find those places. <laughs> I know I'm very good at hiding. Oh, there you go. Uh, I know where people can hide. Dwight. Dwight, I have absolutely no. Uh, I, I have no. Um, so you want us to be your shadows? Uh, yes, uh, I can be your man in the shadows, Gideon. You're the that, man of the light, and I can be there in the shadows. That is something. <laughs> Dwight, I would actually like you to to shut the hell up. <laughs> I, I would I would like the two of them to be my shadow, and you perhaps to be my right hand in this. I'm all right with that. I'm fine with that, Gideon. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. Also, uh, and and this is actually a separate a separate matter, but perhaps you all have seen the um, bounty for the investigation of a potential dragon somewhere near the outskirts of the city. I did see that. Hi. Um, this is a matter of of interest to me. I have never seen a dragon. To my knowledge, huh. they had been all but exterminated. So i I have some some curiosity about the. Um, the reality of that dragon being there. Also, I can't imagine the city would be safe with a dragon so nearby, but again, I don't know much about I've heard, you know, through my travels, I've heard plenty of people speak of dragons, but I myself have never seen one, but uh, I'd be very, like, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to see a dragon. That's a matter for another time. Obviously, we'll need gold if we are to travel, and... That's another opportunity Rob for that. Pulls out and, his bag um, of gold, the, the bounty, five hundred or, or six hundred gold, and is like, "Buddy, gold's not a problem while I'm around." I mean, I th- I think between all of us, oh, we, have well we have well over a thousand gold pieces, so we sh- we should be pretty we should be pretty well set up. I don't know if any of you have have business you'd like wrapped up in the city, but if if I'm able to help you, if you do, then uh, you need just say the word. Well, let's let's get this over with so we can uh, leave. Yeah, well. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Gideon looks at Theron and raises an eyebrow. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'm in. Whatever. Yes, I suspect where they go, you will suspect all you'd like. probably follow. When you do that, Theron, Theron tries not to grin, but he does. Gideon sees the uh, the friendliness um, between Hoskell and Theron and, and wears an open and warm smile. Um, bonds between companions, uh, those are very valuable and they are to be treasured. And Gideon's happy to see that established. I would like to, uh, this is, this is going to be kind of awkward, um, uh, sound a little stilted, but I'm basically going to lay out the tenets of the oaths I took at, uh, for my subclass, um, 
just to kind of structure Gideon's Gideon's position as he's going to be traveling Vindelin. Um, so bear with me a bit, but um, I, I just want to uh, to make my position painfully clear to the rest of you as as we, you know, assuming we're going to continue traveling together. Um, I am rededicating myself to a purpose that ideally is not going to be in opposition to the Commonwealth, but is for the first time in my adult life, a, a personal pursuit and desire of my own. Um, I would like to offer relief to the suffering by standing among them and sharing in their burdens. I would like to stoke the heat of courage through compassion and perseverance and commit myself completely to defending the weak and the defenseless. I would like to share in the knowledge of the hammer and the anvil with those around me so that they can forge their own paths, strengthen bonds among the weak so that they become mighty in their own works. This is how I plan to move forward in pursuit of making this world, starting with this continent, a better place on my own. And I, I hope to have your, all of your support as I, uh, as I move towards these goals. Dwight gives Gideon a pat on the back, and, and it's like, man, that was inspirational, Gideon. That was, that was great. Theron, I hear your groans. I, I want to be clear. I do not intend to put you in the spotlight. I suspect okay. that's the last thing um, when it, Okay. Um, when, when, when do we want um, to do this um, collecting dirt on the general person? Well, I guess um, we might as well go around and just... I might as well just go in and go and break into the office. I, I mean, don't think we have to break in. We don't have to be sneaky about it. You can just go in and be like, hey, I'm fucking big dick here. I'm getting, I'm going in this man's office. He's a piece of shit. <clears throat> like, grand general in the building, and he's going to go in and just get, look for whatever he wants. Right, that, that's what I'm saying. Seems pretty straight up. Yes, yes. I, I didn't question the plan. I was questioning our time frame. Are we ready? Can we, let Let's 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 go. Yes, sooner sooner than later. But before we go, uh, this is actually a perk of my uh, oath of the forge. Uh, I can craft something as long as I have the requisite cost of metal on me. I can craft something uh, that is below 150 gold pieces. I have made five caltrips for each oh, of wow. you that I would like to distribute to you now. So fifteen caltrips. Five to each. Caltrips like they, actually, uh, they like, only cost one gold piece, but it seems obscene to. Well, it just depends on how caltrips, big so. caltrips what are. What exactly is a caltrip again? These are actually quite useful items, or or might be if applied correctly. But these small, sharp pieces of metal are capable of stopping your enemies dead in their tracks. It takes an action to cover a square of five feet. As long as the caltrips remain, any creature that enters the area must succeed on a DC 15 dex saving throw or stop moving this turn and take one uh, piercing damage. Taking this damage reduces the creature's walking speed by 10 feet until they regain at least one hit. It's great. That yeah, it's, like it's, you can spread a single bag of caltrips. As Watt collects the caltrips, he's like, holy shit, Gideon, you make these yourself? So cute. Yes, Dwight, I, I, I did. Theron is going to grab his bag and... Stand up and walk to the bar. Dwight's going to say, wow, Gideon, I did not take you for a man of like hobby like this, huh? I've always enjoyed tinkering. My father is a craftsman, and uh, perhaps you've seen the chronometers that's from the Commonwealth, or I haven't seen them very commonly around Vindelwin, but uh, they're, they're in common use in the Commonwealth. And, well, everybody has need of knowing the time, and I got to meet many people moving in and out of my father's shop as I was growing up, and I always enjoyed it. I've always been a bit of a tinkerer myself. Perhaps it's my dwarven blood, but um, 
this is a statement of my oath uh, and also um, an indication of the bonds I hope to grow with all of you. Skell grabs the bag, offers a smile. Thank you, genuinely. Gideon gives Haskell uh, a warm smile and a nod. Gideon's been drinking um, throughout this whole process. It's not uncommon for him to imbibe and enjoy himself, especially not amongst his compatriots, but uh, he's perhaps had a little bit more than he's used to and finds himself emptying the last bottle into his glass. All right, Gideon's. All right, Gideon's getting down tonight. All right. All right, so you guys want to head to the keep now then? Is that what you're wanting to do? Uh, yes. I have one thing I want to do before we go. Wow, oh, that sucks. Um, all right, so you guys head to the keep and... <laughs> What do you want to do, Theron? Is and is Ando around? But before before we leave, is Ando around? <laughs> Carson, roll perception. It's a twelve. Okay. Uh, Ando is not anywhere visible. I would like to approach Kaina and ask her. Uh, excuse me, uh, Kaina. Have have you seen Ando around? Oh yeah, he's in the back. He's just waiting until you leave, like usual. <laughs> Gideon is going to the back. I should say. Haskell yeah, Theron was the at bar. the bar with Kayana. That's what I was going to do, but if he's walking to the back, I want to follow him. Okay, so... So, did you say Haskell's at the, at the bar, Jackie? Yeah, Haskell's just hanging out at the bar now. Would they be in sight of, of Ando when I get this door open? If not, I want to gesture for, for Haskell to, to come with me. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. You open the door to the back. Kinda doesn't even try to stop you. No, 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 no. I kick that door open. You kick the door open uh-huh. to the kitchens in the back. Uh, I'm not like splintering it, but I want I want to emphasize my interest. The, the door slams open, and a few uh, two cooks in the kitchen jump out of their skins a little bit as you slam it open, and they look at you wide eyed as Gideon offers the the cooks like a. His open palm, as in, like, you know, peace, I'm not here for you. In the far back, on a stole, you see Ando leaning against a wall. And then as you slam the door, he, like, jumps up a little bit and almost falls off his stole. And then his eyes go wide as he sees you coming into the room. (laughs) Good. I suspect you'll remember this moment. Ando, when you see my friends, and I gesture to Haskell, they are to be treated the same way that you treat me, as in... I would prefer it if you don't interact with them again. Twat pops in over his shoulders like, well, what about me? Aren't you human? Has, you, I mean, he, you're, you're, you're just, you're human, so he probably hasn't been messing yeah, with you. he hasn't been messing with you at all. He's kind of just been oh. there. And that, and that, and that extends right. to Dwight as well. That's right. You don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> mess with them because they're not human. That's right. And it goes, of course, you want me to avoid them? No, just I don't want you to bother them. I, and frankly, I prefer not seeing you, and I'm sure they would as well. So yes. yeah, bitch. Okay. He kind of folds in on himself on the bench and, and nods and looks That's away right. from you. Darren gives him the spike right. over Gideon's shoulder. <sighs> Gideon's grinning and, and his making eye contact with Ando. He backs his way out of the room and pulls the door shut, making sure to maintain eye contact all the way until it is completely shut. <laughs> Anyway, off to uh, okay. Now then, shall we? Uh, shall we be on our way? Off to our quest. Yes. Well played. Oh, I just have to um settle settle a tab. I'll be right back. Uh, Theron runs off real quick to wherever Kiana is. Kiana. Okay. 
She's still standing at the bar. She watches this whole interaction with a kind of a big grin on her face. Okay, so I want to I want to run over to her. What can I do for you, Theron? I have I like look back at the group because I don't want them watching this. So I kind of look back at them and turn my back, trying to keep them from looking. And uh, Theron is like talking quietly and says, "I have this for you. Um, I just I don't know. I just I just feel like you need it. Just do what you will with it." And I hand her a bag of fifty gold coins. And then I'm just going to turn around and join the group. The whole group is standing there, all standing, staring straight at you. Tell makes kissy faces. Uh, Gideon quirks an eyebrow, but he he doesn't. What? Don't we have things to do? I was just taking care of our tab. I wrapped one up last night. Gideon turns and uh, moves to leave the the inn. All right, so you guys exit the inn and start making your way through the city. It's not too far away. Maybe like a 15-minute walk overall. From where you are, and then you come upon a a keep that has stone walls wrapping around it. Main entrance with two guards standing outside. Um, traffic here is pretty light. It's kind of got an open area about 30 feet surrounding it, and nobody really tries to walk that close to it. <clears throat> well, all right, folks, here we are, the wide open trail. Well, maybe not quite so much yet. Um, Gideon, uh, I mean, moves to enter the building and kind of gestures the the dream team to, uh, you know, do what they do. Kind of around back. Theron nods and follows. Okay. So Theron and Haas make their way around. As Gideon talks to everyone, he's going to kind of walk into the lobby and just kind of look around. Go, go around back while the face talks. It's kind of become our signature move, Jackie. <laughs> it really has. Yep. And, and I'm kind of like, I'll, people think I'm sketchy. And then, like, they don't even think about it. There's two other people. Like, they'll be like, oh, that fucker. God, watch that guy. The guards all eyeball Dwight as he kind of looks around and as Gideon walks up to the door. Um, Gideon is in his full armor, um, crest of the Commonwealth. I feel like they would, they immediately see the insignia and your armor and they salute you. And one of them looks at you and goes, yes, sir. Uh, me and my man here would like to um, go into Bandar's office and. Mm, Comb through his records and, and ask some questions uh, about his activities, if you don't mind. Yes, uh, uh, we were told to expect you, actually. So, yeah, you just right this way. Of course you expect a man so important as Gideon Morningstar. I did explicitly state to the, the guy who was kind of the head guard of Bandar's men that I would want to be doing this. So Yes, uh, so, yeah, they actually just they opened up the doorway into the, the keep and they let you pass without any issue. You're entering the courtyard of the keep at this point. This feels like it's going to be all of our catchphrase regarding Dwight, but do you just look like your average everyday Dwight self? Yeah, he looks like, he looks like. Yeah, I mean, I'm there with you, though. So, I, you know, I'm looking. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be amazing if he did. Do you look like Ted or do you look like Dwight? <laughs> He's like, oh, so Gideon gets in, but you don't care about Ted, huh? Who is Ted? Who the fuck is Ted? I don't know who Ted is. Nobody ever remembers Ted. I'm the most forgettable man. I've been working as a guard in this city for months. And- no, I'm there with Gideon. I'm on official base here. So I'm just He's looking, looking like William H. Macy. I'm looking around to see if there's anything I could fucking quickly swap. If any, like, if I see anything, I quickly oh. swap. Can I roll an insight check to see if I see anything or anything? Perception check to see if anything I could you can oh. You can roll perception as you follow oh Gideon. You can- Guys, walk to the courtyard and then enter the main building. Nah. Yeah, it's much. It seems like it's a very scarce 
uh, looking building. It's very there's not a lot of extra stuff flying around there. Even right now, it actually doesn't look like there's even that much in the way of guards or servants. It's just fairly empty, dark. Um, Theron and Haas, you guys are walking around the back. How do you want to go about trying to get in? Well, it depends on what the back looks like, yeah. Yeah, what are, what are we looking at right now? You're, well, you're looking at the back. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Said you, you went around the back. Windows, doors. Uh... Well, I was going to ask if we knew where the office was to look for a window. You do not know where the office is yet. Gideon actually would know the general layabout. How do I put it? It's like a prefab keep for Commonwealth territories. It's very much the same in most of the cities. They kind of build it the same style. So Gideon would actually have a very good idea of how to head to the office of the rear grand general because he had such an office. So him and Dwight will make their way quickly there. But they're still kind of heading that way as Theron and Haskell make their way around. And then they they get to the backside. There is like another door that's guarded by uh, uh, just one soldier. He's kind of easily leaning against the walls. Uh, He's got a pipe out and he's smoking it. He sees the two of you, but he kind of just eyeballs you and doesn't really pay much attention to you. Theron uh, turns to Haskell and says, uh, should we uh, talk a way in or try to climb maybe? How tall is it? Is it one story? The keep is two stories from the outside. So I'm going to, yeah. Well, I could talk my way through. Okay. If you want to climb, we'll climb. I could talk my way in, though. It might be necessary to talk to somebody about, you know, if if you need to throw my name around, um, feel free to do that. And uh, if you need to gather, you to do that, to gather information about where Bandar might have spent his time. I mean, I'm going to ask those questions. And Gideon's already got access to the office. Like, we're fucking in the office. Like, we don't need... We don't know that. You guys aren't sneaking, and they don't know that. And it's taking... Like, the amount of time it would take you to walk to the office is still enough time for them to have to figure out how to get inside. Like, you're not going to be at the office watching out the window as they try to get in. You're walking... If I see the the soldier who was kind of that that lieutenant... Uh, of Bandar's men, I'd actually like to gesture for him to follow me. Okay. Um, I was going to railroad us around. We're going to his office. What do we get? No, I, I just don't want to keep jumping back and forth between the two parties. I don't want this to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I want this to be like one party and then the next party. So I want Theron and Haskell to figure out what they want to do before we get back to Gideon and Dwight. Haskell gestures their hand towards the guard, signaling Theron to go try. Yeah, sure, I can get us in. Uh, so uh, I'm going to walk up to the guard. Um, He's going to kiss him on the nose. Right on the nose. That's how I lead. Now, um, Theron walks up and says, uh, Good day there, sir. Um, we are, me and my associate here, we are here with um, Gideon Halberd. I, I believe you've heard of him. He's very important. And um, we... And uh, we would like to uh, enter now, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. I'm going to just open the door and go on in. Make a persuasion roll. <laughs> okay. Persuasion? We can do that. Why am I always trying to persuade people? I'm not good at that. Nine. He blows pipe smoke into your face <laughs> and, just, and like puts his hand on the door and says, no, you, you can't just go in there. I don't know this Gideon Halbert that you're talking about. Of course about. you do. He'll have your head for this. You know, Mr. Gideon Halbert. Pascal, tell them. Tell them about, about Gideon. 
It sounds like to me you're just naming a person and then putting a weapon behind That's their name. What and I thought it's the first like time I heard some it. human. Uh, I mean, no, you can't come in this way. Mm. You can go around front and talk to the guards there, and they can give you to permission to enter if they know this Gideon Halberd. But you are. No, I said I don't want to go around front. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said I'm going to go around front. I'm like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to go there. I came around back. I'm not expecting that. Looking out the window and sees them failing and it's just like, hey, hey idiots. <laughs> this is the way to do it. You know so what? He, he's not going to let he's, you he's in been quite, with where you're at He's been right quite now. helpful. I'm going to go back to Haas and say, okay, let's do it your way. He was an asshole. <laughs> Haas nods. As he leans against the wall, smoking his pipe still, he watches you walk <laughs> back to house. Yes, exactly. I thought the same thing. <laughs> just doing his job. <laughs> I just want you to know you only had to beat a 10. Oh, <laughs> oh so close. That's so perfect. Could have been deception. I'd have, I'd have got in easy. All right. I guess we're failing it. You weren't deceiving him, though. You literally, I mean, you were no, kind no, no, of I deceiving know. him, I but know, you know. were definitely persuading. Persuasion was the best rule. <laughs> Is there somewhere we can scale out of sight? Yeah. You could continue around the keep and pass this guard. And the backside does not have a door, but there are windows like leading up the building. So yes, you could scale here All right, if you it. wanted to. Oh, hang on. Look at this. I take out my grappling hook um, and I'm going to throw it onto a windowsill. Ooh. I almost made you guys a grappling hook. I'm so I glad you're I have a magical grappling hook. That was Theron's magical item. Yeah. So I want to chunk that bad boy up there. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. Does your grappling hook actually need anything for it? Um, I just looked at it yesterday, and now I don't remember. Mm, grappling hook. Responds to a compound. So why don't you do a dex roll? To see if you hook it onto something. I think it would be a dex range attack. So you could, and you're proficient in this grappling hook. So I'd allow you to do like a weapon attack type thing. Okay. That's a 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you shoot this grappling hook up and it, and it hooks onto the top of the building. And you, you kind of yank on it to make sure it's secure and it's perfectly fine. Wait, it's like a Batman style grappling gun? No, it's not mm-hmm. a it's not a gun though. Oh wait, it is. You say shoot it. It's not a gun. It's just it's just a hook <laughs> attached to a rope, right? Oh no, I'm I'm thinking it's like a like a gun one. It's a gun. If it's gonna be a gun, can I say that it's uh like a piece of my like bracer on my left arm, and mm. I can shoot it off that? That's pretty badass. No, it needs to be a gun. Mm, sure. Instead. Just because it sounds yeah. cool, I guess we'll allow that. <laughs> Okay, um, um, I guess I can unhook it though, so that we can both climb up. So I, so Theron shoots it up there, kind of unhooks it, um, and then he's gonna look at Haas and say, uh, "Age before beauty as normal," and like wink and climb up. The skull follows suit. Okay, just make for me dex, uh, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you prefer. Athletics with advantage, since they have a climbing aid. Yeah, I think that makes sense since they do have a climbing aid. Wait, can it be acrobatics? Because I already rolled that. How about it can be acrobatics or it can be athletics with advantage? I'm going to do acrobatics. I would have done acrobatics anyway. I, uh, I got a 22. Yeah, because you guys I got I know a plus are... six acrobatics. Yeah, you guys uh, I got are. A 10. Holy sh. Okay. Um, you had one job. Hmm. Be athletic. <laughs> you had one job. 
That's it. One job. Nah, I mean, it's going to take you a while, but you make it up pretty easily. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any guards patrolling around here awesome. either. They're just kind of... It seems a little lackadaisical what's going on around here, actually. Like, they don't seem to be that careful ever since uh, Bandar left. Escal huffs and puffs as they, they climb and uh, says up to Theron, it's all that rum I had this morning. <laughs> I don't know. I think I drank more than you, Hoss. He yells down. Bah. So you guys make it to the top of the keep, and now we're going to switch back to Dwight and Gideon. You guys have entered the the building where the office is, and as you enter it and start walking up the stairs, like Gideon's leading, he knows where he's going. So you make it up a flight of stairs, and then a second flight of stairs to the third level, and you come to a like kind of an open hall and then a doorway, and at the doorway stands uh, Lieutenant Cade Fisher, the one who you met out guarding Bandar, and he's standing by the door. He's got some papers with him that he's leafing through, but he's definitely just kind of standing guard. When we're still about 30 feet away, uh, Gideon turns to Dwight and says, Dwight, if you don't take anything that you shouldn't, I'll give you 15 gold. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gideon, I mean, of course not. I wouldn't take anything I don't feel is needed. I'll roll insight. Yeah, roll insight. It's a 22. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know he's already been looking for shit to steal. <laughs> you know that Dwight has just kind of been pocketing stuff left and right, so you know that he he's lying. It's it's delightful though because the the term need can mean so many different oh, yeah. things to so many different people. Yeah, he he doesn't see it as taking things he doesn't need. It's stuff that he he needs. I need it. <laughs> I mean, Gideon, I'm not gonna take anything that like it's gonna be missed. Yeah, all right, Gideon. You know what, Gideon? Uh, you're going right. to do what you're going to do, Dwight. I just, I, basically, I just wanted to make my position clear on this. I, I want to make this as non-confrontational an experience as possible. I, I, ho- I hope that you will aid me in that. Yeah, I, that, that's why I'm here, Gideon. I'm here, we're here to figure out things, and that's, we're here for information. Uh, I approach uh, Cade. He looks up as you approach and kind of he um, snaps to attention and salutes you real quick. Uh, General, I've been expecting you. You took a little longer than I expected, though. Yes, I've um, I'm experiencing some newfound freedom in my time in the city. And well, I, I wanted to do a bit of good. I apologize for keeping you waiting. It's not like I've had much to do without Bandar here anymore. Well, you and your men are doing a fine job. Um without a proper administrator in the city. So uh, I want to commend you for your good work. I mean, y'all are uh, right. I mean... He ignores Dwight about as much as he ignored him at the camp. Uh, do you mind if we if we go in and, and look through Bender's things? He, he nods and says, that's why I've, I've been here. I figured you'd want to come see what's here. There, there's not much left. And his office is kind of in disarray, but... Uh, he goes. There's not much left. Has someone has someone been here? No. When Bandar left, he well, I'll I'll show you rather than tell you. Uh, he opens the door to the office, and as you step into the office, you notice a large black circle in the on the the floor of one part of the office, and there's like remnants of burnt papers and some wood and like he had started a fire and burnt as many documents as he could find before he left the city. Can I roll an investigation check to see like anything? Yeah. Dwight roll investigation. 
18. There's nothing that remains in the pile of like burnt stuff that you can make out. On desk. Yeah, um, there's there's a desk that drawers and everything have been pulled out of and dumped out. You find like a few pieces of silver lying around. You find um, you find a letter opener and a few just any random mundane place? items. There, there doesn't appear to be any paper left. And Cade looks at the both of you and goes, yeah, he uh, he made sure he didn't leave anything that I looked through here a little bit when I came back from the woods and you didn't find anything. It's your search. No, I nothing, at least that I could figure out. I mean, all the papers are burnt to hell and back and the Haskell's ears burn when he mentions hell. That's visibly like pocket and little knickknacks. Like, mm, you're, you're taking like the paperweight and there's like a nameplate <laughs> with uh, General Tarber on it. Uh, yeah, the silver and all that. I'm like, mm, you look like that. <laughs> Letter openers, paperweights. That now look at stuff. Gideon as Gideon is probably sharp eyeing me. It's just like mm-hmm. fucking really. It's like, all right, all right. Take, take your damn paperweights. Right. <laughs> We're talking about things that are worth some coppers. I, Fine, I'm not gonna give you 15 gold pieces for taking paperweights. <laughs> I know I got a problem. All right, I don't know why Dwight is a freaking warlock and not a rogue. Um, <laughs> because then we'd have three rogues, we would have three rogues, and it would be insane. Um, and it'd be three rogues and a paladin, which is if that's not three men and a baby, <laughs> sounds like and, a sitcom. Oh, but yeah. the somehow the inverse, it's definitely a sitcom. Oh, uh, so yeah, th- there's not much left in here. Um, so we find nothing of like signing from an upper level. Like, are we looking for stuff? Uh, like, do I looking for signings of like paperwork from upper like people above him in the Commonwealth, sending orders down to him? Dwight's trying to help in his best what he can think. You know, why I'm gonna roll uh, investigation as well. I literally cannot do better than Dwight, but I, I feel like Gideon would be investigating as well. So, I mean, you get a nat twenty. Uh, and you, yeah, uh, you don't. That is a uh, four. <laughs> I basically defer to Dwight's search. Yeah, Dwight's like going through the room, looking, and you stand there watching him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with. Is he a lieutenant? What's his, what's his official position? He is Lieutenant Cade Fisher. Okay, I'm speaking with Lieutenant Fisher, uh, and you know, kind, kind of trying to help keep his eyes off of Dwight as Dwight's going through his search. Uh, but yeah, the two of you don't really find anything, and Lieutenant Fisher kind of, he's like. Uh, uh, General Cole should be on his way back, and he'll be taking command until we get a replacement for Tarber. Who did Tarber answer to? Who who's he answer to? Who's he had the most correspondence with? Exactly. Like who did he seem like he was talk like with talking with? Gideon chuckles and said, "Dwight, I, I think you were there. He answered to me. I I I just I just Dwight. It's a good question. I I, I was just having a bit of fun. Lieutenant Fisher, uh, is there a, another place in the keep that?" Tarber spent a lot of time. I mean, his rooms is the only other place, but that isn't much better than here. He very intentionally left no trace of what he was doing. Mm. Who'd you see him with most around here? If you if you had to guess, like who who's he around here most? Well, there's a brothel down the road where he went quite often, but mm. other than that, m- most of his course was he a fan of drink letters. No, not drink. I would say more of the many pauses and harder stuff than drink. I would say 
Uh, well, what better place for those kinds of things than the brothel? The brothel has all the secrets. So, you guys have seemed to found a dead end a little bit in this keep. I feel bad that I that I sent the dream team on this hunt because there's there's very little to find here. It seems. Yeah, the dream team is on the roof. <laughs> you don't know this, but they're on the roof, getting ready to enter the keep from above. Hit the top room. Um. You guys are in the top room. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're in the important place, okay. Let's switch to the dream team at the moment. Uh, what are you guys doing on the roof? <laughs> is, there, is there any way to get inside from the roof? <laughs> is there a trap door or anything? The window. Why opens the window? It's like, oh, it's a little drafty in here. I'm opening the fucking window. <laughs> No, you couldn't. Yeah, you we couldn't did grapple go to, to window. the window. You grappled. I mean, I guess you could. Nah, you grappled to I the roof. I said I shot it at a window, and then I rolled a twenty-two. Oh, did you say you shot it to the window? I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I did say that. I tend to zone you out, Brett. We can so, go to the uh, roof, though. I know you do. That's why I was clarifying. So, and how about, opens the window? Is like, that's a bit damn stuffy in here. I'm not yeah, yeah, this is this is actually exactly where Gideon was about to go. Before we jump to the dream team, I yeah. think. Uh, I think Gideon, Gideon moves to the window that Dwight has opened and says, you know, a bit louder than pro- probably is necessary, but he is uh, expressing frustration and says, well, Dwight, it doesn't seem to matter that we brought the dream team. I, d- I don't know that there's much to see here. Theron and Hotscale roll perception. Okay. Yeah, I've kind of already like pickpocket a little bit of everything here. I don't know. I can't find anything either. 14. Ten. Ten. Oh, you suck. Uh, Haskell, you you hear Gideon speak out the window. Like, he's a little bit off to the side and below you, but you hear him say this as you as you two are, like, planning your next move. Haskell folds their arms. Uh, I, I was just uh, going to ask Orion what the four general's name is again. Uh, General Cole. Is that cool or cold? I spelt it K O H L. That's how I assumed it was. That's fine. That nice. is fine. We'll That's go with that. Good. I haven't spelled it out yet, so. Um, Nat King. But, but go ahead, Jackie. You were you are uh, describing what uh, yes. Haskell was uh, doing. Haskell Farms. Theron, we're really not needed here anymore. Dwight poses his head out the window. And is like, there ain't shit in here. You poke your head out the window, and on either side of the window is Haskell and Theron <laughs> hanging by, somehow hanging by two different ropes, even though they only used one grappling hook. Haas has rope. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Haas tied their rope off to uh, Theron's grappling hook as well, and they're they're just both hanging on either side as Dwight pokes his head out. Theron climbed on up there and yeah. tied another rope. Let's get out of this fucking, let's get out of this weird town. Lieutenant oh, Fisher, oh, um, get drunk. General Cole, do you feel like you can trust him? Is he a good man in your eyes? Lieutenant Fisher looks at you and goes, he's been leading the war, been protecting our borders since I've joined the army. Uh, I have not actually had the honor of meeting him, but he has done his duty to the best of my knowledge, has never wavered. And everything that uh, General Tarber was doing seemed to be geared around not letting General Cole know what was going on. Gideon nods, uh, satisfied, 
Did Theron hear yeah, you, that? Now at this point, as you guys stay, you hang out the window and Dwight has his head out, you are hearing this conversation with Gideon. <laughs> Can I roll inside? Sure. Until what? The 10. Yeah, you hear the words that he says. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't care and climb <laughs> down. And then I'm going to uh, whisper very quietly so no one hears me. My uh, magical word to my grappling hook and retract it. Okay. Dwight's just walking around. I was like, hey, he's, he's just exiting the building. Uh, Lieutenant Fisher, um, if you'll let General Cole know what has happened in the last couple of weeks when he returns here, uh, give him a proper report. I, I know you would anyway, but he needs to be apprised of General Tarver's actions. Um, and, uh, see to it to paint yourself in a positive light. You've been very helpful to us. Uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, the, uh, giving me the location of that brothel that, um, General, General Tarver. <laughs> Dwight poses his head back like, yeah, would be very helpful. Uh, yeah, that would, yeah, where is Gideon, <laughs> Gideon does not, there's no does casual not, way, yeah, right. there's no casual way to ask for the location of a brothel. I, oh, by the way. Yeah. I'd like, yeah. I'd like yeah, like to pump the them for around. information. Well, sir, honestly, if you if you would not mind writing me a letter of recommendation, I my name my so name I, probably doesn't mean as much as it used to, but uh, sure, sure, lad, I, I'm I'm happy to do that. And it, apparently, there's no paper left in this room. He's holding a few papers that he was looking at when you guys walked up, but they're they. God, he's ambitious. And his own his own quill of ink mm-hmm. that he he's like I was I was writing home when you got here, and I have a blank pe- piece of pe- piece a piece of piece of blah, 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 blah. a piece of pepperoni. That's all, folks. I have my pie of pie. I have a piece of pie pee pee poo. <laughs> my pee 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 poo pooper. Uh, he has a piece of paper there. Uh, he hands it and the quill to you. And then tell, and then gives you, and he gives you directions to the brothel. This man deserves a promotion. He's above and beyond. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the general, the general content of the recommendation that that Gideon writes. Yes. So we 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 leave, you know, the way we came, and wait for the dream team to make their reappearance. Dwight winks at the secretary as we walk out. Secretary's a dude, though. Okay, doesn't change anything. No man. There's no, actually man. no secretary there. It's just a mannequin sitting in a seat. Uh, okay, man. Still I just want to know what <laughs> I'd fuck a mannequin. Dwight says. <laughs> oh my god! Never a dull moment. All right. So what's so what's happening? Uh, I you know I I fill the dream team in on um Gideon fills the great dream team in on on what he learned in there and uh, we're headed to a brothel. So yeah, the, the no yeah, Gideon and Dwight head out of the keep. Head out of the keep, and then as they walk out of the keep, Theron and Haas just show back up next to them. Not they all nod to each other and start walking. And Theron is like, "So where are we going? Is is anyone game to uh, <laughs> to investigate this brothel?" That's that's what Theron would have said. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, Look, I I going know to a brothel. I I know. There, Gideon. Uh, can't you do this on your own time? I thought we had. They're not going to speak to, to me. Doing. I know the vibes that I put out. I suspect any of you will have better luck than me. 
I don't know, Gideon. Why would respect, man? Well, I mean, you know, Bander obviously visited there. Perhaps I could throw my weight around, but if I'm perfectly honest, uh, I've never been entirely around there, bud. I, oh, I, if I'm perfectly honest, I've never been entirely comfortable in in places like that. Uh, there's definitely a, oh. a hint of color on his cheeks. So you guys, you guys walk a few blocks away from the keep. And you see a sign for the Magic Mouth Brothel. Oh, good uh, lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why is blown away? He's oh. like, oh, he, well, he runs in. Isn't Magic Mouth an actual spell? It's not important. It's really not important. I just important. Googled it. It is. It's really it's, not important. It's an actual second level illusion. I'm oh, sorry. I just but, said. Why? Why are we doing this? I thought we would. Uh, Nice work. Is Theron is Theron hesitant to enter the brothel? Is he like uh... he's not hesitant? He's not going in right now. He okay. is very upset that all this is happening. If really, if you want to visit a brothel, just go to a brothel. I thought we had things to be doing. Uh, this is part of the things that we're doing, but I understand the ridiculousness oh, of okay. this. This is it's just a- the, the last little bit of of a lead that's mostly dried up. I'm hoping to be a thing that they're doing. So I already ran into the brothel. <laughs> you can't, you can't Wait. engage in this conversation. Well, he's, he's like, Theron, what are you hesitant about? What do you, what, what do you think? What do you think? We just, what's, what's better than this? Does Dwight, whenever he, so before he enters things. the brothel, does, does he make himself look less average and perhaps more, more handsome? His coat and stands up straighter. He's like, all right. But he still looks the same. <laughs> yep. Greasy. He, I'm imagining William H. Macy from Shameless is how Dwight. Yeah, was. that's the image you showed was William H. Macy from Shameless. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I am yeah, picturing him as. One. Yeah. Yep. yep. That one's in his element. <laughs> yes, of course he is. Oh. Uh, what are we even looking and for? And Dwight's talking to Theron as we, before he runs, like, and sees Theron's hesitancy. He's like, "What's well, Theron? What? Are, what? What, are you, what do you think we should be doing, Theron? What's better than this?" You're a man of a good time. What are I you, want to leave y'all away. Y- yes, yes, Theron. In pursuit you want to drag fun and go to mind. the brothel. By the gods, I'm I'm the voice of reason here. Vosh, let's get out of here. Dwight, if you don't mind following up on this lead, the rest of us are going to go back to the inn. And Theron, if you will indulge me, I would like to inquire about the dragon bounty while he is doing this. You know what? Ah, Gideon, that's... That's the best idea you've had, Gideon. Theron. Dwight, don't take too long. Of course not, Gideon. Of course not. Strictly business. Dwight oh runs my. into the brothel. <laughs> runs into the brothel. <laughs> okay, so who's all going in the brothel and who's not going in the brothel? Okay. Just Dwight. Gideon, are you going in the brothel? I am not. Hmm. People tend to go up on edge when they see Gideon walk into the brothel. Hustle going. So Haas and Dwight, Dwight runs into the brothel and Haas follows along. Haskell is not uh, as enthusiastic as Dwight, but yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go in. Theron rolls his eyes when Haskell goes in. Dwight's just looking like, you know, that gif of like Jack Nicholson. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me find that real quick. I'm going to put it in the gif channel of the, but yeah. I know exactly the gif you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my, guys! I'm sorry that I've let us all this goose chase. We we've got nothing done. No, nothing. Theron is just getting more and more aggravated about it. Aggravated. 
All right. All right. Let's 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 get in this brothel and and let's let's get through this. Let's not in here. Or anything. Let's let's get through this. All right. Let's move through this brothel escapade. Okay. Go in. Orion, describe a brothel to us. With all your brothel experience, let's hear it, Orion. We know you know what they yeah. look like. I'm trying to decide how I want to go about this. Actually, I'm trying to decide. Um, you enter. And it is a very plain room with gray walls. There is a human lady standing behind a desk as you enter. And there's two doors, one on either side of her. And she looks up and and nods to you as you come in. And just absolutely everything is draped in velvet. <laughs> no, it's actually just plain gray walls right now. Like, that's it. Just plain mm. gray. Everything's great. There's a few, like, stock uh, paintings on the walls, it looks kind of more like an entry to a therapist's office. So I was kind of looking around real quick, just kind of tongue in cheek, looking at all the stuff in there. It's like, mm. like you can see his tongue visibly poking out of his cheeks. Like, mm. <laughs> and looks at the mistress and is like, um, so, um, what is a brothel if not an informal therapist's office? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's like, so, uh, God. you know, what, what, so what, what, what do you got? What do y'all got going on here? Uh, I like Which that you unmuted your mic, Brett, just to say God. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she looks at you, Dwight. So you just asked her what she got going on here? Is that <laughs> literally what you just asked her? Like, yeah. Oscar is standing back. Like, so, uh, they don't want to be associated with Dwight right now. So you just got a showroom here. We got private booths. You got... Um, uh, oh, sh- showroom? Yeah, you got private booze or she she looks at you and goes, uh, you let us know what you prefer and then we'll send you to the corrected room. Mm. And then she turns to Haskell and kind of she looks you up and down and goes, uh, are you here for a room as well? Haskell walks up to the counter and leans on it and says, my friend Bandar sent me to check out his regular. Mm-hmm. Make a deception oh, roll. That's good. That's a good play. That's good. That is a very that's good very play. Good. A bitch. Please Jack. <laughs> What'd you get? An eight. eight. What'd you roll? You got a, what is it? Oh, it says. Oh, oh. what it says for me. Oh, sh- With advantage, oh, it's it so good. Oh no. <laughs> It was a very good play, but no, it's not advantage. Bandor uh, doesn't like tieflings. She raises an eyebrow at you for a second. Goes, from what I've heard, Bandar has been dead for two weeks, so I highly what? doubt he sent you for his regular. Oh, I'm sure he always had a regular. I mean, Haskell every man's got a weakness. Says, well. <laughs> I got a letter from him months ago, and it's taken me a while to get here. I didn't know he was dead. As Haskell's talking to them, I'm peering over and looking at the, like, paperwork that the lady has at the desk and seeing any names or shit written down to the girls' names. Are you doing this, like, like, sneaky? Yeah. Okay, make a stealth roll. All right. With disadvantage. Gosh, Blake. <laughs> Blake, you no, could because we'll give advantage, but we'll give disadvantage. But all right. <laughs> Blake, you could have rocked into this place as Bandar. Oh, yeah. Twenty-three and eight, but all right. She, she has a desk 
and like the two of you are standing directly in front of it and you lean forward to see what paperwork is on her desk and she just pushes it all into one pile and puts her hands on it and looks at you and goes excuse me if you if you're here for information that is a different charge well then then I Dwight pulls out a bag of 40 gold it's like well, oh. if, well if that's the price baby then I mean you know well, that's all you gotta do is you know she looks at the bag of gold and goes oh what information are you looking for we want to talk to Bandar Cyril you have to play so hard to get but uh <laughs> you know we're looking to see who uh Bandar, you know, Bandar, we, we could tell, been spent some time here. I was trying, you know, trying to get a better, find, better learn who Bandar was. And what better than the girl who spent time with Bandar? Way to say what Jackie Haskell said in like but yeah, 20 more yeah, words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite, despite what he thinks, Dwight is not a But I'm man. the man with the gold. It's all right. right. Carson said it perfect. It's true. <laughs> Uh, I so thinks he just she, the ocean <laughs> he nods at she nods at the two of you she takes the bag of gold and then she pulls out a wand behind her desk waves it at the left door and it oh, Dwight's looking very impressive like oh shit I didn't know you were oh a wizardress the door starts to spit like go through a cycle of different colors and it ends on a green door and she says go through there you have a half hour Scott looks at her very impressively and like like head down it's like hmm it's like hmm okay yes ma'am and asks are you on the menu (laughs) sorry sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) and he says yes ma'am and he goes yep and goes straight Dwight goes to the door too (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to roll on a random NPC generator with any race possible and see what type of uh, which one was Bandar's uh, favorite. <laughs> Let's see what we get. Oh, that works. Okay. You step through the green door and dressed in simple peasant clothing, looking like they're just worn from a day of work is a male halfling who is just he he's like leaning against his side the side of the the room kind of just looking a little worn out and he goes ah today's just been a hard day on the farm (laughs) and then he sees the two of you enter Ooh, oh two weary travelers come to my farm eh (laughs) hasco looks at dwight and steps away (laughs) i don't think he's really a I don't think he's really a farmer. <laughs> I don't think he's so really intuitive. A <laughs> um, gosh, this entire detour was worth it for this scene. <laughs> so, uh, I was, uh, so are you reaping what you sow there, bud? Because I know Balder did. You can help me reap what I've sown. And he well, smiles coyly at you. Well, just I'm so you're aware, Ryan, this is. This is Bobby Pancakes in my mind. I, I yeah, I kind of pictured the same thing. Um, did you just yep. say Balder? He did. Well, okay, what's, his, what's sure. the ghost guy's name again? Bandar. 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 It's Bandar. so much better if you get it wrong. Though. <laughs> it can be more fun um, when you get it wrong. He, he, he kind of 
His eyes kind of question when you say Baldor, but he continues with his role play. Um, <laughs> oh, Bandar. Oh, yeah. Speaking of um, reaping what you sow, um, apparently you're uh, he and Bandar seem, from what I understand, you spend some time together. You were his he, favorite, from what I understood. As you, you say this, he stops like leaning nonchalantly looking weary and his eyes light up a little bit and he goes oh you're you're not here for the role play you're here for information yes agatha didn't signal that and then he walks over to a like a a chaise lounge and sits on it (laughs) oh and like cracks his neck and goes you know maintaining that percent that that position is so hard sometimes oh I oh, want... showmanship isn't as easy as some people like. I bet. It takes, I mean, I went through acting school to have this job. Uh, he went to Bard College for this. He went to Bard College for this. Well, we can't all graduate top of the class, but Bard seduction subclass, because we need to find that. Uh, Almost yeah, certainly. I think it's all Bard sure, classes. Um... <laughs> oh, fuck. He goes, uh, what type of information are you looking for in Bandar? He was he was here quite often. He enjoyed the uh you know, grand general over the peasant farmer. I was about to say that he appreciate the uh the farmer act you had going on there, the tough day on the farm act. Oh yes, he he loved coming in as if he was a soldier weary from battle. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like your bread and butter. That's kind of the first thing you went to there, so it seems like that's your normal go to. Mm. I mean, hey, everyone's hey, everyone's got their hey, everyone's got their thing. Pascal looks disgusted. Don't yuck my yum, he <laughs> says to you, seeing your face. Uh, yeah, Pascal, don't be so uptight. Everybody's. Hey, I'm not yucking so your yum. I'm everybody. yucking his yum. <laughs> uh, well, that's understandable. Uh, I'd much rather uh, yum uh, your yeah. yuck. Oh, I'm, I'm so not kink, sorry. I'm not kink shaming. You uh, <laughs> kink shaming him. <laughs> Oh, buddy. I'd rather yum your yuck. <sighs> Writing that down. I mean, really, all I'm looking for when it comes to the guy, I don't know, just trying to figure out what he's into. Other than this. Haskell puts than their hand up. Erotic. You'll have to excuse my friend. We're really just looking for any information you have on Bandar that doesn't involve his sexcapades. Well, his sexcapades usually involved his... Heroic taking over of Vinduin. Oh, he he sure seen the top that he wanted to play the hero. Yeah. You'd be interested to know that he died a coward too. I I really don't care. He paid well. Yeah, because who could give a shit about that guy? Anyway, what do you know about him? (laughs) So what do you have going on here? Did you call the prostitute a piece of shit or Bandor a piece of shit? Yeah, did you call him a piece of shit? He called it. To be fair, he called himself a piece of shit in the introduction. True. Yeah. He's he's on everything. Everybody's a piece of shit night. I called him like I see it. The halfling herder, as his job title is on the NPC generator that I had, uh, looks like raises an eyebrow at Dwight and then looks to Haskell. Is he serious here? Dwight sitting there you like no coming idea. through his like nails and like holding them out in front of him as he's cleaning his nails and just like holding his nails out in front of him. He's like, yeah, that, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, 
He turns to Haskell and goes, uh, Bandar liked the play that he was taking Vin to win and constantly talked about, you know, oh, being the grand general of the, the entire continent and how the Commonwealth would bow before him and all of this glory this and glory that. Uh, uh, of course, those all those type of men, they all like, and they die on their knees like dogs. He never mentioned anything else aside from taking over Vinduin? Uh, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't speak specifics. He just liked to roleplay it. I mean, it was... Mm. He mentioned names. They tried to act like he was above. I mean, General Cole was very much one of those listed, and then, of course, Basher Kadir, the, the... What am I doing with this? Why did you hand me a kitten? Hi, Zorro. Um, uh, Bachelor Kadir, that's what I just said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Viceroy of Greater the, of the Commonwealth. You know, he liked to say that he was beating him, but like he didn't mention normal names or other names. He never talked about specifics. We, you know, we just had our role play, and then he left. He didn't even like to cuddle, which... Eh, Everyone has their own taste. Oh, who doesn't like to cuddle? What a weirdo. So, yeah, that's that's most of the information he'll give you is that Bandar does not speak specifics, but he did mention, like, taking over Windowin a lot. And Oh, yeah, so one time he did mention how he was going to... What was the roleplay he did? Oh, it was... Using the dwarves to get through the mountains and attacking, oh, I don't remember the city's name, taking them by surprise. But other than that, there wasn't really much that he would list. That sounds like something that we needed. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, he he looks toward the door and goes, oh, you guys have another uh, 15 minutes with me. Uh, do you want to maybe do a bit more? Dwight says, uh, well, what kind of contact list you got? Uh, maybe, man, what kind of, here's 10 gold. What's your contact list? What kind of higher ups you got, uh, on your, on your roll here? What kind of people like to come and see you? Oh, Bandar was the main higher up. There's a few other. Well, with your whole gig, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people that like to play the higher than and try to play that power position. I mean, a few soldiers here and there, but nobody as high up as Bandar, Pascal of course. slips out the door while Dwight is talking. Well, it seems like I got a pretty good gig here, man. I mean, you, I mean, you got people lined up. Yeah, it's, I make a living. You know, it's a living. It's, it is what it is. Hey, man, you're right. It's what it is. I get to work my craft and, you know, role play. The... You put on, I mean, you put on quite a show there. Oh, well, yes. I mean, you don't pay good money for boring shows. Okay, let's let's just move this forward. Tell you what, you you see anyone you see anyone of interest coming around here? Uh, I'll be back around. Here's my card. Here's ten gold. Here's my card. Yeah, it just says Dwight, exactly. and then if you flip it over and then flip it back, it magically changes to Ted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. holographic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. So Haskell and Dwight. Haskell comes out of the the brothel, and then a mo- like thirty seconds later, Dwight walks out and meets the other you two. Um, I uh I, I intended for 
um, yeah, I, I said this to the group. Gideon intended for he and Theron to go back to the inn to inquire potentially about the dragon bounty. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that <coughs> I must have missed that. Um, also on um, Gideon on the uh, Gideon on the walk back, Theron is um, uncharacteristically silent. Uh, something on your mind, Theron? I'm ready to leave. Yes, well, um, I feel like I must do my due diligence following up this matter, but I, I do hear you. I assure you, we will, mm-hmm. we will move on from this mm-hmm. place um, just, as soon, just as soon as I feel I'm able. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I would prefer to have a destination in mind. Um, Why? Why? Ra- rather than to meander aimlessly. Um, well, I suppose traveling on its own is... Well, I've never, I've never wandered in that manner, and perhaps there's something to be learned from that as well. I just, I, I don't do many things without, or don't, don't do many things without intention. Sounds awful. But um, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. I, I can understand how you see it that way. I, oh, perhaps not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon falls silent. Theron obviously doesn't want to talk, so um, we'll just uh, travel back to the end from there. You guys travel back to the inn. It was the sucking mouth brothel, right? Magic mouth. The magic mouth. Magic. Oh, okay. Mouth. Okay. <laughs> magic mouth. Okay. Kind of like the magic mic, but mouth. not. Um, gotcha. <laughs> the sucking mouth. So the two of you head back to the the inn and tavern, and then a little while's later, Haskell and Dwight show back up. And inform you of what they found out while talking to um, Wait, Brogard, we... which was his name. Uh, weren't wasn't Gideon wanting to do something? Oh, I was going to inquire about the the bounty for the dragon. I think most of that could be done without that a direct mean we had to go to the four sailors. Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We would need to go there no matter what. So never mind. Most of the community bo- was that a bounty or a community board? Well, it doesn't matter. I was going to say I wanted. Okay. Most of the bounties. I was just going to say I wanted to go somewhere else, but that's the natural meeting points. That would have made sense. So we would probably go there no matter what. It's oh. where I told them we were yeah. we were going back so to, mind. so it does make sense as a rendezvous point. Yeah. Yep. So you go back to the full four sailors in a tavern. Well, you could technically go there or get in. All the bounties, are, the bounty bounties are actually through Holio. Right, right. So since it's a, a bounty... Is you the dragon through Holio, or is that on the side? That's bounties from Holio's list. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I told them we'd be meeting back at the end, but yeah, I'd like to go. I'd like to go by Holio's and and find out more about the dragon, and then be heading back. Are to we, the end we're going to go to Holio's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, before we go, or right when we get there, uh, I want to hold up a finger to Gideon and say, "Wait, I'll be right back." And uh, there, and I want to run around behind the the building. To where I know Julio's office is, and I want okay. to like stealthily look in the window okay. and see if anybody's in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just let you do that. I'm not gonna make you roll. You peek through the window and you see Julio sitting at his desk, facing away from the window. All right, I'll go back to get in. So the two of you enter. I want to immediately start looking around again. As you enter, at all the papers and stuff that are laid out. Oh God! As you enter the 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 
the forgettable NPC <laughs> is at the front podium and he spots Farron and Gideon walks in and he nods to Gideon. Gideon seems surprised to see him there. He has no memory of this person. Theron gives him and the spot. Theron, he looks at Theron and he says, you stay there. You do not need to be wandering around this place. And then he, he turns to Gideon. I'm assuming you want to see Holio about there some bounties, possibly. Good, sir. Yes. And stop that. And he, he, he's with me. Well, then keep him with you, please, sir. He's he's got I mean, he's his own man. If you don't like what he's doing, you can tell him as much yourself. The, the forgettable NPC. You can stop me if you would signal that a, another scribe at a podium. And the scribe at the other podium walks and starts shadowing you, literally walking a foot behind you the whole time. Uh, I want to I want to turn around and bow up on him like he's, you know, bow up on him yeah, like, like flex, flex, you know, like buck buck at him. I'm not familiar with ooh, ooh, what you going to do. What you going to do? OK, um, you like put your thumbs in your wife beater and flick. the. Yeah, I've had enough of all this uh, shit. All the, you've had yeah. enough. <laughs> Yeah. So you you bow up on the 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 scribe, and he kind of like flinches back a little bit as you turn to him and takes out his knife and starts picking at his fingernails. But you know, very often fixes him with a steely glare. Go back while to your he's station, scribe. The forgettable NPC is guiding Gideon toward the back, and the for, the scribe looks at him, Theron, and looks at you. We might need these people again. Let's not cause more problems than we have to. You might need them. Uh, I'm gonna sit down at whatever desk I'm at and wait for uh, wait for Julio. There's no seats. They're all podiums that they have to stand. Oh, I hate behind. these people. <laughs> all right, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna go into Julio's office. You go into Julio's office with uh, Gideon, and Julio nods to Gideon, eyeballs you, looks around for a second, goes, "The uh, the it's just you two today." What does it look like? Uh, yes, um... I just wanted to make sure that no one else was going to sit oh, on my oh, lap. Oh, fear not, Julio. They're watching. He glances behind him, doesn't see anything, and turns back. Uh, what? I, w- I would like more information about the dragon bounty, and while we're here, have you heard anything from or about Brax or any other bounties relating to the Commonwealth? Oh, Brax, Brax, Brax. Uh... He pulls out a binder and starts leafing hey, through it. Um, there isn't much more about Brax. Can I say still. when he says when when he yes. asks about Brax, I want to grin and like look away from Julio, like yeah, implying that I know. I mean, okay. I just want Julio to see that. Julio sees you smile and look away from him, and he doesn't think a second. Okay. Uh, um. He leafs through this binder and goes, uh, Brax, there isn't any more information on him yet. We still don't know where he went. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but the dragon bounty, you're, you're, you're wanting to know about that? Yes. Let's see. There's, there's a small fishing village south of Yarway that has complained about something flying in and attacking their their boats at night and it leaves scorch marks they think it's a dragon but none of them have seen it um 
how far, uh, how many days a ride from Yarway is this enough. village? Oh, God, Theron. Uh, <laughs> uh, Theron is going to sit back in his seat and put his feet um, up on uh, Julio's desk. It's Julio swats at your foot. I don't then, move him. Uh, he groans a little bit uh, and then goes, he turns to Gideon again and goes, um, it's it's right on the southern side of the I almost slipped into Brax there with the S's. Southern side. Um, it's on the southern side of the side. Okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's on the south. <laughs> God damn it. It's on the All right, guys. Uh, let's, let's, let's get this moving. <laughs> It's on the south side of the the fuck. It's on the southern shore. <laughs> it's on the south shore. It's it's about two days ride from here. It's a good bit of distance, uh, but at least it, it seems to be about a straight shot. There's not much down there other than a few fishing villages and lots and lots of fields of grass. It seems. Uh, but yeah, they they reported they think it's a dragon. None of them have seen it, so we're we're doing ten gold to investigate and go down there. And if nothing comes of it, you've at least gotten ten gold. If you discover an actual dragon and have proof of it, well, then it bumps up a, well quite a bit. If you didn't see that, Theron, I know the prospect of spending more time in this area is not worth it for ten gold, but if that's all we end up with at the end of this, then you can have my entire portion, meager as it might wow, be. Rack, um, I would give you. I would like to investigate I'll give you 10 this. Ten gold now. Here, Darren hands you ten gold. Bounty complete. Um, Let's get the fosh I, I out of here. Gideon doesn't take it. Um, can you tell me where? Uh, addressing Julio, can you tell me where uh, General Cole's campaign has taken him? He is on. The southwest side of our lands. He is pretty far away, actually. Uh, he, I believe he's actually closer to on the west side of the mountains at this point, which is why it's taking him so long to get back now that we need him. But going going to this village would take us, perhaps not directly, but at least in that direction, oh. general direction. Oh, yes, it would take you in that direction. This is due south, and that is southwest. So it would be generally the same direction toward the general. Okay, we're we're on this, but there's a chance you don't see us again, uh, especially if there's nothing to report. As a matter of fact, if we don't return, well, never mind. Maybe the dragon would have killed us if there is one if we don't return, so never mind. Um, he nods, and then he takes out a note and starts writing on it. Just keeping track of where what you've said. Just so I remember it. My age. Hand. Oh, you're, not you're not there. It's not there. You're not there. Dwight is not there. <laughs> okay. Then they don't. I think that's. I think we're done here. Um, thank you for your time, Julio and Theron. You have any parting shot to give him before uh, before we make our way out of here? Theron jumps up and leaves. <laughs> Uh, we head back to the four sailors. You make your way back to the four sailors, and with your little detour to Julio's, you actually make it there about the same time as Dwight and Haskell. Uh, we settle into our same. Uh, I- I'm going to move to our same table or booth or what have you that we were in uh, this booth. afternoon. Um, 
and and uh, you, you, you walk <laughs> in the same drinks and ando is behind the bar and as soon as he sees you he turns and walks to the back <laughs> through the doorway uh gideon is grinning they're into i guess do I, are we walking at the same time yeah you're 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 walking in basically together Dwight shouts out, where are you going, Ando? He just continues to the back. Smart man. Well, mm. hmm, not that smart. I don't know. I agree. Say that smart. Uh, same round of drinks as this morning. I want to fill them in on, on the dragon bounty while I'm assuming. Uh, do you guys fill us in on what you learned at the brothel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we don't want I, to do a full scene of telling each other. Um, well, <laughs> we don't. Well, we don't. Um, <laughs> well, apparently, Bandar Please has no. this whole thing. Said, uh, we don't. My brother yeah. in Christ. <laughs> Look, the details yeah. of who he was visiting definitely take Gideon aback a little bit. Um, oh, and there is yeah. again, there is again color color on it on his cheeks, but. Um, I I would I would like to at least investigate these rumors um, of of a sighting of a dragon, uh, and if it turns out to be nothing, we we can continue on our way from there. Um, We're going to go kill a dragon. I would like to secure um, us all. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Are we voting? Perhaps, because perhaps no, not. Thank you. I do not want to kill a dragon. Well, you always talk about the fairy tales your mother always read. No. You, you're afraid of, oh, you're afraid no, of dragons that, now. I, you love the fairy tales now. I said that one time, and that was to get Gideon to do some shit I didn't want to do. I, yes, of course I'm scared of dragons. I don't want to go fight a dragon. Vosh, what do you think? You want to fight a dragon? I, I don't. Theron, but what are we? Oh, what are we doing? We go see a dragon. I, I cannot. I cannot, in good conscience, hear about the suffering of these people Why not? in this village. It's not our problem. Al- alongside, alongside the curiosity of hearing potentially about a dragon. We'll have fun. And and Theron, this is my means of leaving the town. We don't have to come back. We don't have to go there. In fact, I intend not to. Where would you rather we go? Anywhere. You want to leave? This is any this is anywhere. This is okay, anywhere. I'm sorry, Listen anywhere to... that a dragon isn't killing people. I don't I, I don't want well, to go kill a dragon. I, I suspect I suspect that a dragon isn't killing people. Well that's that's my gut instinct. Too. But at you the very what? least it takes us me away from this too. place. The people are probably fine, so let's not even go check. That's a good gut. Let's trust it. Oh, look, this is this is my destination there. And you are not bound to me. You do not have to follow me. But this is this is the course of action. I would what like does to everyone take. else think? Everyone else want to go slay a dragon? No, I'm kind of... I, I have no intention of slaying. Gil doesn't want a dragon. to slay Just a be... dragon, but they really want to fucking see a dragon. Yeah, oh. I want to see a dragon there. If this is real, like. I don't want to kill it or anything, but like, I don't know. Who knows, man? You speak of all the fairy tales. Who knows? Maybe we're living one. I didn't explain that to you. I'm just tickling my own fancies here, bud. That's where I'm going. So I think as a a means of wrapping things up, um, I'm going to propose buying mounts uh, out of of my own expenses 
for everyone so that we have horses again there and this is also a peace offering to you um <laughs> and um never forget you know <laughs> spend spend one one final night here so we can leave at first light and make our way towards that village that is that is what gideon is proposing Pascal's staying at marnie's wait like when they leave for the dragon no what? no tonight <laughs> Theron's not okay. staying at the four centers. <laughs> so basically, Haskell is saying, "Pick me up on your way out." <laughs> Find me. If you can. Okay. So you guys, you guys, separate and go your your own ways for the night. Uh, Haskell heads over to Barrel Maces and meets up with Marnie there, and then they they go back to Marnie's can Theron place. Leave with Haskell. Like I'm not I'm not gonna go to Marnie's with them, but can yeah. I leave with them and? You could come to Marnie's if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh. they heard me be into that. So, you... you do... <laughs> Lots of way, of course. Okay, oh, so Dwight heads back to the brothel. He goes for uh, Bandar special again. No, uh, no, no, no. I think DM said that it happened. Uh, Gideon, are you buying or renting horses? <laughs> I, I have no, we have no intention of returning here, so I suppose I'm trying to buy some. Okay, so you're going to buy them and not, okay. I was going to say, if you're going to, I mean, you could rent them and just not return them, but. Wait, why not? We're never coming back here. Our horse credit isn't just a good right now. We need a bit of horse credit. Gideon's like a, a lawful paladin. He's not going to rent Do you want me to go rent the horses? Them. Give me the gold. Um, <laughs> not, not, not intentionally, anyway. Not intentionally. Hey, Theron, roll a. Uh, yeah, Theron, roll a d20. Just roll a flat d20. <laughs> it's a four. Okay. Oh, man, if you would have rolled higher, I would have given you Susan again. Um, oh, Susan. I miss her. Now, so Gideon buys uh, four four horses for you guys. You all go your separate ways and do whatever you do through the night. And then you leave. You meet back up in the morning. Gideon's got the horses with him. And you head out of the city, heading south. So that's I, that's where we're going to end it. Uh, nothing happened this session. That's uh, a hell. That's a hell of a three hours, guys. Well, that, oh, tons really of role play, and it was a, it was a great, it was great, but it was definitely. Uh, uh, do we want to try the four question thing? Yeah, the question it. thingy for the end of the session that I want to kind of see if we want to do. Yeah. Okay, so we're this is like the end of the session wrap up. And just ask a few questions, see how it, you get what you guys think and everything. So, like, I don't have these questions set in stone. So it's going to be like, what was your guys's favorite part of the session? And we can go individually or as a group, whichever you prefer. But like, what was your favorite part? Um, and it doesn't have have doesn't have to be like anything like you know what I did, or it could just be something one of you did. My favorite portion was, frankly, building some some stronger bonds between the party, especially there at the beginning. Yeah, I think that and kind of letting loose a little bit and going to the brothel there and Haskell joining in. It's like, Haskell. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You bonded with Dwight in the brothel. Oh, Um, okay. Yes. um, What is something cool? that either you did or someone else did that you thought was actually pretty cool this session. 
And this is our perspective as players, right? Not from our perspective as our character. I use my no, grappling hook for the all first players. time, even yeah. though it didn't. <laughs> even though it didn't matter. <laughs> yes. I mean, that was that yeah. was pretty cool. That was honestly my first <laughs> thought as well. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was definitely your first grappling hook. And we 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 also established what it looks like, so. you know. So I liked that. We learned Song a dead break. man's kinks. <laughs> you did learn about a dead man's key kinks. Is there anything you feel could have gone better during the session? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could, we could have, have moved. We could have, have moved things anything. forward a little bit faster. And <laughs> I, I acknowledge that that's mostly on me. I apologize, guys. I mean, I felt that the actual role playing and like you guys just interacting as your characters is a very important thing to build, and. You guys were doing such a good job. I didn't want to just cut it short and move on because this isn't like we're not just building a story. We're building your characters. We're building who you are. And I think that was a very important part. Even if we have sessions that don't do combat, don't have excitement, just the fact that you guys interacted and did something together. I mean, I feel like I was able to ground Gideon a little bit more in this world. Uh, and and I, I I really enjoyed that from my perspective yeah and i mean like it's like the brothel scene was funny uh, I, I i like how we split the party two separate ways you know we had theron and haskell and gideon and dwight together yeah. and then we had haskell and dwight and gideon and theron together that worked out pretty well um yeah i mean i i really feel it went well i i yeah we didn't get anything done you guys didn't really move forward like at all I mean, the overall, this was a three hour session that we probably in game was only gonna, like an hour a and a half worth of time or something. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a lot of role playing and a lot of conversation and that's, that's fine. I mean, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, I feel like it went well and yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a fun time. That's all that matters. Yeah, I certainly um, had fun. Yeah, uh, other than that, I were uh, good session. I had fun. I hope you guys as well. And... Well, we'll see what comes up next time. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm going to go to bed. Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah, see y'all. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later.